Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent, excellent. You ready to jump right into it? Jumping, both feet getting wet. The cocktail of the week is the creamsicle margarita. It is there in front of you for sampling. I have not yet had it. This is a clean slate taste test. Yep, I've tried it, but I'm not going to share my thoughts until you have had it. Though you kind of like everything that I make, even if it sucks. That's not true. Sometimes I admit it sucks. <laughs> I like it. I think it's not I don't think bad. it tastes like a creamsicle, but it tastes very fruity and nice. It's better in theory than in practice, but it's not bad. It's it's like a frozen drink, right, with ice, and it's mixed up in a blender, and it's got tequila and triple sec, like a normal margarita. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you put an orange in there. I also added some orange juice and then, like, some heavy cream. It, it just kind of tasted like a blandy milkshake it wasn't bad it does not taste at all like a margarita blandy milkshake is not so bad yeah no it's it's not bad doesn't the orange doesn't come through in this version it's more orangey Mm -hmm. i think i think it would be better if you made it with like canned concentrated frozen orange juice which tends to really punch you in the face with the orange yeah no i but i mean it's it's like a little tequila milkshake (laughs) yeah i mean so not bad that's not terrible no uh but I've, Pinterest showed me that, and I was like, we'll make for the cocktail of the week. That's a good dessert. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, let us begin with the celebration of my skills at TikTok. So good at it. You're so done. good at it. I'm so lucky to have you as my <laughs> wife, who is so good at TikTok. Well, so the news of TikTok is that the Golden Ratio account on TikTok is now part of the creator fund. So we get paid every time we watch a video. So watch our videos a thousand times and I will get four cents. <laughs> Doesn't, well, that's not terrible. Uh, yeah. It really if everyone to, does it, we'll get like 40 cents. It really has to hit in the algorithm to get some real money from that one. 40 cents. I will also add that like in the uh, Q&A, when someone was like, what really pisses you guys off? I was like, you know what pisses me off? People diagnosing me with shit on the internet. So I... Guess uh, who didn't read that freaking... Or didn't listen to the podcast. The uh, people who yeah. follow my professional TikTok account, which is very popular. Uh, they're all a bunch of randos who I don't know. I mean, I know some of you are in there. But it's mostly a bunch of people I don't know. So one guy who's like a freaking physician emailed me and is like... Uh, basically you have medical term for one bulgy eye and you could have Graves disease and you should really get your thyroid checked, which as I described in the podcast makes me sort of non-functional for a few days worrying about if I have this disease that like my thyroid levels are fine. I have no other symptoms of, I just have always had bulgy eyes in general and one that is bulgier than the others. It has always been like that my entire life. Uh, we have a running disagreement about this. <laughs> It's objectively true, and Jared oh, Dad just objectively. Oh. Dad just doesn't like to say anything that he thinks could be perceived as uh, not supportive of me, which is like fine. But like objectively, one of my eyes is bigger than the other. I understand that I see it more than other people, except apparently not because all these TikTok people see it. And uh, so I forwarded the message from that physician to my doctor, and I was like, I forward this to you only because it is from a guy who says he is a physician, and she's like. That's weird that he'd comment on your appearance. And I was like, you clearly don't spend much time on the internet, doctor. I mean, that shows one, she's the right doctor for you. Yeah. Two, that you're right. Three, that she's not worried about some rando on the internet stealing her 
medical opinion. No. And so she's like, you're fine. She's like, we'll do the detailed <laughs> test whenever you come in next time, but don't worry about it. So that's fine. All right. So I'm like, okay, I have successfully dealt with this. And then I was having a really hard time falling asleep a couple nights ago. And for some reason was like, let me check the TikTok comments, which are almost universally garbage on my main account. Uh, it's, I mean, whatever. There's some that are fine. And, but there's a lot of mansplaining or people going like, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not how it works. When I've literally provided them sources on how it works. Uh, so there's a bunch of garbage in there. Not a thing I should be checking when I'm trying to fall asleep at 2 a.m. And some very well-meaning person comes in as like, I, I mean this from a place of caring and love, but have you had your thyroid checked lately? Which means I noticed you have one very bulgy <laughs> eye. <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what it said. It's not what it said. No, I mean, I think he meant very well. The problem Maybe is- he writes that to everyone. Maybe he's like the, the spammy guy that writes on his comments, I tripled my sales every month. Well, in any case, that did not make me feel better. So God. I had to make an appointment with my therapist at 3 a.m. I emailed my therapist and I was like, hey, uh, I need you to talk to me about these guys on TikTok. And he said, I don't know anything about thyroids. I don't know why you're asking me about this stuff. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. Don't don't send me health advice. I not don't. even as a joke. Not even peripheral. It's just not. Don't just, do it. It's not. It's a thing. Uh, in other social media news, we, this is a big announcement. Drum, give me drum roll. We're starting a cameo. Lots of people have asked. I was not prepared and did not rehearse that. I'm a little, I'm, I think I could have done better. But anyway, go ahead. Do you want to do it again? <laughs> nah. Okay. We'll lose it in post-production. <laughs> um, yeah, a bunch of people have asked. Like some people are just like, could you please make a video for my girlfriend for her birthday? And like some of you catch me where it's like, I have, you have just sent this message and I have two free minutes. So if you respond to me now with what your girlfriend's name is, I will make you a video and send it to you right now. Like I like doing that stuff, but I generally have not had and do not have time in my regular day to do it reliably. Can't really do it while you're being interviewed on TV by Brian Williams or like, you know, having a research call or doing, you know, it's like you can multitask, but you can't do that much multitasking. And I mean, what I, what it really is, is that I, w- I would hate for someone to be like, could you make this video for my girlfriend for her birthday? And then for me to be like, sure. And then I have like days I've had the last couple of days where, you know, we're recording this podcast at 945 because I just got off a wor- work call. I've been working yeah. straight through since noon. I have not had a single break, basically. Uh, so I would hate for that sort of thing to happen and then to miss it or to be late. I would be devastated if I did that. Yeah. Uh, but Geodad has reconfigured his work schedule a little bit. And so between the two of us, we should have a little bit more time. So um, we are starting a cameo. I think we're, I mean, we're the golden ratio four. You can probably find us up there. I, I haven't finished really configuring it totally yet, but it's there. So if you want to do a request for us to like make you a personalized, whatever, birthday, anniversary, whatever yeah. video, um, whatever. So some professor got a cameo, I think of Snoop Dogg telling his students to read the syllabus. Yeah, I think so. That was hilarious uh-huh. and totally worth whatever the 200 bucks that he spent on it. Um, I think ours are going to be 35. We looked at Pavlov. I mean, we're not Maslow. Snoop Dogg. We're not. Um, but we do have more dogs than him. He's, yes. one, he's one dog and we have five he is uh but pavlov and maslow do some cameos and so we kind of looked at theirs and and our style is going to be similar to what they do they charge 35 so we're charging 35 i mean our dogs are better <laughs> i don't know jr dad is constantly on the couch and he's sitting over on the couch and he's looking at his phone and then he'll just go 
oh my god and i'll be like dear dad what is it and then he just shows me a picture of maslow i i told i told you i've told you i used to have a keyshawn growing up so mm-hmm. the little spectacle face is i don't know it's a throwback it absolutely appeals to gr dad it's in the same line as mink yeah this little sweet little face he he does so uh in any case we're gonna have a cameo um if you're super anxious to get one made you can probably get in there and get one but i'm gonna have it configured shortly after the podcast goes up um, yeah, maybe then, we'll vary the rates. If it's you, it's a premium. If it's me, it's like that, you get like ten for the price of that's one. That's not true. Everybody likes your comment, your content better yeah, well, anyway. Be, that'll quickly lead to disillusionment. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's a thing we're doing. Uh, if you want us to have the dogs tell your students to read your syllabus, we'll do that too. Yes. Um, anyway, know, nothing mean though. That, dogs cannot. No, they're, right. they're incapable of being mean. So oh. there you go. They don't understand it. So uh, so that's the thing they were doing. Yeah. Yeah um okay dog updates and someday i'll someone will explain to me what a cameo is but you know i'm going along with this whole <laughs> concept it's gonna be great i hear it's something on the internet hey like several weeks ago you were like one can comment on a tiktok video <laughs> and since then you have probably spent like 300 hours watching tiktok so i can comment on yours and like yours yes you're not just watching my content no, because it won't let me. There's always <laughs> other stuff interspersed, but I'm just looking for yours to pop up. You know I comment like two seconds after it pops up. <laughs> I got to stay on this. You're doing a great job. For you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Dog updates. Poor Vink. <sighs> she even had the cone on temporarily. Yeah. She has a hot spot right where dogs scratch themselves with their back leg like, like on the right, side of her face on the side of her face under her ear on her neck right where yeah. the paw goes yeah uh and she she just like every few months is having like kind of over like a day her, she goes from fine to her entire body skin is infected and red and sore bumpy and, yeah so we did find out there there's a shot that they can get called cytopoint which basically like interrupts the reception of the chemicals that make things itchy so you're just not capable of getting the itch signal which is like actually pretty freaking amazing i think i want that it's like yeah it makes me impervious to mosquitoes it would Hmm? it would Hmm? i'm sure they are trying to develop it for humans but right now it is only approved for dogs i actually looked into is this a thing they can do for humans can i make money for the research i can be a human pincushion for them for minimal money i will see what i can do thank you in any case they have it for dogs and she's had it before because she used to chew on the inside of her paws a lot we would get it for her and i thought and i normally don't screw shit like this up but i thought it was like a you know every three or four months no it's an every 30 days shot and so we'd get it for her and then it would wear off and i'd be like no that thing's not working very well and it's just because you're supposed to get it like every few weeks instead so uh so now she's on another round of antibiotics this is like her third one since the fall um but we're gonna and she got a cytopoint. We're going to keep her on that now much more regularly. And it's not, it hasn't been dramatically, it hasn't made her perfect either. Mm-mm. I think it's made it better, but she still scratches and still is, yeah. I mean, it would be so nice if we knew what it was, right? If we were like, oh, if she goes in that bush, she breaks out or something. Yeah. We did, we had her allergy tested and there was just kind of nothing. Yeah. There, you know, there were a couple like, she, oh, she's mildly, mildly allergic to like this grass and this thing but nothing serious yeah. also nothing that's kind of around as far as we know yeah we've been giving her baths anytime she goes in the water we've been giving her baths she's been very rarely in the water in the last month too. yeah she's on 
hydrolyzed protein, which is super hyperallergenic food, like you normally get with really serious allergies. We're doing everything. Yeah. She still keeps having it. So who knows? What's Hopefully going it's on. not a carrot allergy because that would be life altering for her. Yeah. They, I mean, I think they tested for <laughs> carrots and she was fine. Good. So uh, in any case, she mostly has not needed the cone, though she did have one day she was scratching at the sore spot. So <sighs> it was on for like an hour. Poor little Vink. Uh, but Dad took Hops and Vink to get their Golden Retriever Lifetime Study stuff, which is at the same time that they fixed all this on they take like 14 gallons of blood out of them each. And then one of the other things they do is take urine, and it came back that she apparently has a urinary tract infection, which she has shown no symptoms of to us. She doesn't tell us. Uh, and so she's on antibiotics for the skin stuff, which she had, you know, she was on, she had been on those, and then they got the results back on the UTI. So we're going to basically let her finish the skin antibiotics, which may or may not treat the urinary tract infection, and then take her back next week and get the UTI checked to see if she needs to do another round of antibiotics. She's going to be the most fortified antibacterial <laughs> dog we know. No bacteria in Vink. Super clean. I did get from the Morris Animal Foundation. So every year, once you finish your annual visit, you get swag. We got I the know. swag box. It's so actually a pretty good deal. They, they give really good swag. So we got some Morris Animal Foundation leashes, some luggage tags. They sent us masks with like filters in them. Yeah, labeled ben- masks. Bandanas That's cool. for the dogs. But yeah. here, I thought I would share some stats. I think this is good. You, you're in the data. I am. So they, uh, the Morris Animal Foundation Golden Retriever Lifetime Study, we did an epi- a whole episode on it at one point. But if you are not back that far, if you don't remember. Um, so the Morris Animal Foundation does lots of research. They actually cure they found the cure for like some feline leukemia or some cat thing like they've done some incredibly like they do cats too they and they do horses they do all kinds of of animals breed agnostic people are these it's the morris animal foundation yeah but they have like a golden retriever on there don't they well this is the golden retriever lifetime study their logo that's why i feel i associate it with yeah uh so anyway they they do a lot of you know, fundamental research on animal diseases. So the Golden Retriever Lifetime Study enrolled, um, their goal was enroll 3,000 Golden Retrievers. It turns out they actually had 3,044 Golden Retrievers. They get enrolled in their first year of life. um, And then every year you fill out a survey and they go get all this blood and everything collected. They do genetic testing and they follow the dogs. Toenails. Everything. Hair, toenails. Weight, temperatures, height, blood, everything. Um, Every single shot, every single vet visit. It's every detail of their entire lives. They're following all three thousand of these dogs until all of them die. That's right. You you said the the survey is really complicated. It takes like forty five minutes. It's like what kind of pipes? You know, what material your pipes made out of? Do you have well water or municipal water? How long do your dogs spend outside every day? Are they on concrete or grass? Plastic bowls or or steel bowls? I mean, every details I never would have thought of when you were telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, and then if it's like, do you supplement their diet? So I go like, yeah, they get carrots. But like when Vank was eating mixed vegetables, they want to know like how many tablespoons of green beans, how many tablespoons of peas, how many tablespoons of this? Like it's fistful. It's every every single thing that they ingest and yeah. live around. And you know, do your does your lawn get treated? Does your neighbor's lawn get treated? Wow. Uh, do they walk on concrete? Do they walk on this? You know, what's the temperature? So. Their Man. goal is basically to understand cancer in dogs, and they picked golden retrievers because they get a ton of cancer compared to other dogs. Um, so that's the purpose of the study. So it was starting 
Uh, Hopper got enrolled when she was, that you have to enroll them when they're six months old, between six months and a year. So she enrolled right when she was six months. She was one of the first. Vink enrolled when she was six months. She was one of the last. So uh, it's they're all kind of about I the same I still think age. they were trying to find like something non-Golden Retriever-like. as it, She's like the counter example. They, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, so so I, I got a stat sheet, which I thought was pretty interesting with the... Uh, all the goodies that they sent. So they enrolled 3,044 dogs, 2,808 owners, because some owners mm. like me have two dogs in the study. Yeah. Um, 2,048 veterinarians. So your vet has to put in all the info. So uh, some some vets are doing multiple households, but most people, it's just their regular vet that's doing it. Okay, so here are the stats through last summer. The average age of the dog in the study is 7.6 years because they're all kind of the same age. They all got enrolled at the same time. Uh, Okay, so they had 3,044 dogs originally enrolled. 99 dogs have dropped out of the study for whatever reason. Their owners didn't want to do it anymore. Who knows? Drugs. (laughs) You still could be in it. (laughs) That's the thing. You can be in it for anything, so they just stopped doing it. Hmm. Um, So 99 out of 3,044 dropped. Okay. So out of the dogs, out of all those dogs, 240 dogs have died, 7.9%. Um, so the average age is 7.6 years. So that's like young to die, but it's not like unheard of that they die that young. Um, so 240 of 3,000, basically 3,000, so about 8%. Uh, of the dogs that have died, 146, 65% of the dogs who have died have died from cancer. So a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, having a dog die from cancer before they're eight years old, like that's kind of young, but the majority of these dogs did. Um, they have, this is just a random stat. They have 21,100 dog years of data. <laughs> that's pretty that's interesting. Nice. Okay. So uh, their goal is to get what they call 500 primary endpoints, which would be 500 dogs who have died of cancer. Wow. That's and then they'll have genetic information and all sorts of other stuff for their, those dogs. That's a serious euphemism. Yeah, primary endpoints dogs yeah. who have died of cancer. Yeah, and when you when your dogs in this study um when they die you agree to have an autopsy or whatever necropsy on them. Um so they, you know, who knows what else they get. I think they get tissue, you know, tumor samples and all sorts of other stuff. We have those kits hiding somewhere in Maryland. I don't like to think about it. We'll never use them. They they're, they're going to live forever. So there's 133, so more dogs than this have died from cancer, but I think there's 133 that they've kind of processed into the study. So 133 dogs who have died of cancer that they have kind of processed the data for. Um, So out of those 133, 60 died from hemangiosarcoma, 58 died from lymphoma, Mm -hmm. and then eight died from mast cell tumors, seven from osteosarcoma, bone cancer. So basically, I mean, it's a huge difference, right? So it's basically hemangiosarcomas and lymphomas is what's killing these yeah. dogs um, at really high rates. And that's it. The other stuff that they found, secondary endpoints, which is basically non-cancer diseases that, or issues that they have found in, in all of these dogs. 379 have allergies. 133 have hip dysplasia, 99 have hypothyroidism. We check, check, check. We got all these in the household. Uh, 79 have other. That's not helpful. 69 mast cell tumors, 49 have epilepsy, 18 have cardiomyopathy, and then some other stuff. We have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. We, we have got all the big ones. Titanium hip too. Yeah. 
so allergy, so that's not from hip dysplasia. That's from some weird necrosis. It's true. Allergies are the biggest issue in these goldens and then hip dysplasia and hypothyroidism. So anyway, there you go. So that I, but I thought it was really dramatic looking at those cancer numbers that like 133 dogs have cancer, 60 have hemangiosarcoma. Basically half of, half the dogs that died of cancer died of this one particular cancer. That kind of mirrors our experience. And like basically the other half had lymphoma and then the other ones are, are like tiny compared mm-hmm. to that. I don't know that we've had, who knows? I mean, we've had I mean, some dogs. Yeah. Who, not lymphomas diagnosed, right? Yeah. But like you look at Parmesan, right? Like he didn't have a hemangiosarcoma. No. His tumors weren't cancerous, but he died of something really fast. So it could be a lymphoma yeah. that they just hadn't checked for. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of interesting and that's science. So Hops and Vink are giving him good background data and hopefully will be a long time before they become a primary endpoint. That's why they're both the poster children for science. Indeed. That's, that's why. Yep. You think they're scientists? They're actually lab rats. They're, they are, they are the science. They're guinea pigs. Everybody else I think is fine. I gotta say Brody's anxiety is doing better now that I'm really kind of aggressively walking him. Like as soon as he starts getting anxious, I'm like, get the heck out of the house. We're going for a walk. It, it does seem to help. Yeah, it still exists. So I mean he still yeah. he still walks around making weird noises. Yeah, he it's not gone. This is just a way to sort of manage as it starts kicking in. Mm-hmm. Where he's It's better than giving him more food frankly for, yeah for two reasons yes <laughs> indeed um but yeah voodoo's fine no seizures voodoo's running around occasionally which is pretty cool yeah galloping after the guaco man sometimes galloping towards the elevator <laughs> yeah uh guac's good hops is doing good yeah hops Ready? still looking at fish doing yeah. the stuff guac is completely ball obsessed it's all this normal stuff yeah they're all doing their goofy stuff all right so that's the dog updates. Um, okay, so we have to do conch life and German word of the week. Yeah. Which one do you want to do first? I don't care. I'll go German. Okay. Mogelpackung. What does that mean? <laughs> Mogeln is uh, sort of slang for cheating. Oh. Fooling someone. Like, Yeah. you know, yeah, if you like cheated a game or something, that had a bunch of mogelt. It mm-hmm. didn't count because he was, he mogelt. He mogelt. Okay. Um, and packung is packaging. So it's usually refers to like, you know, packaging that makes something looks giant, but oh. it's really small or it makes it look, you know, really new, but it's not. But it's usually a size thing where it's like, you know, this is the giant bag of chips that has like no three chips, chips, three in chips in it or something. <laughs> you say that's, that's a, funny. That's mogel, a good word. It's a mogul packung. Yeah. Mogul packung. Mm-hmm. Mogul. M-O-G-E-L. Mogul. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Yeah. No. Okay. Apropos of nothing. I don't have any yeah, bad experiences good. recently from <laughs> packaging. Uh, all right. The taste of the keys comes from last night. Yeah. It's a taste of our keys. Our key. So, dear dad's laying in bed, watching TikTok probably. And Supporting you, I like to say. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I was taking a bath. Since we got our bathroom redone, we got it. Splish, a, splash. We got a tub, like a whirlpool tub. It's got jets in it. And I have taken, don't you, don't you slurp on that in the microphone, Jared Dad. You did it once already. Do you want me to pause the podcast? So you no, can get no, a slurp? it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, yes. So I have taken a bath every night in our jetted whirlpool tub since we got to put in. It is a great luxury. 
It makes me very happy. Man, so it's great. I'm getting out of the tub and JR Dad's like, there's something real bad out there. He's looking out the window and I come out and you can see kind of across the bay, flames shooting up into the sky. Like over the house that's on the edge of the bay across from our bay. Yeah. So big, big flames. Yep. I'm like, so I'm, all right, I'm going to go check it out. So I like get dressed real quick. I go out. It's about not quite a half mile walk from our house kind of go down our street to the main street and then go up so it's you know it's actually like a quarter of a mile from our house but you got to walk around to get there fully in house fully engulfed the trees are on fire the roof is on fire nobody's there i mean the the police and the fire department arrived shortly after uh, you know kind of were pulling up right as i i got up there uh it was a lot of flames and smoke i mean it was just like a bonfire looking fire i mean just bright yellow flames you know 20 feet in yeah. the air right? yeah uh so apparently the people are fine you know there was a little bit about it on the next door today that uh, you know who knows if this is true right this is like a neighbor reporting what somebody else said re- reporting on the next door it's the local gossip source yeah. yeah so the local gossip says that somebody heard the people in the house yelling and went and helped them and their German Shepherd out of the house. Everybody, everybody I talked to said that the people got out of the house, which is good. They're, they may or may not have had cats who may or may not have gotten out of the house. We don't know. My, uh, my suspicion is the cats got out. They're pretty smart. The cats are very good at protecting, being surviving. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was, you know, I didn't spend a ton of time up there, but I just sort of went to see see last night and it was a big mess and it was very sad. Um, so when I was out running today, I went past it and it's just like the roof is, you know, there's like a few timbers, but the roof just totally burned down. Everything's collapsed onto the inside of the house. Some of the outside siding is still there, but a lot of our houses are made out of concrete or at least part like hurricane proof stuff that, you know, the outside part may not burn as much. Like if our house caught on fire, the, it would look fine from the outside except for the roof because the outside's all concrete. The floors would, I guess. The yeah, but everything beams, inside, yeah. everything inside would burn. Um, it's very sobering. It actually, uh, it yeah. had it affected me more than I thought it would because it's just so freaking dramatic. You know, like one day you have a house, the next day, holy crap! If you survive, you don't have a house. It's and, and I mean, like you got nothing right like all your stuff is in there yeah there's no way i mean looking at how fiercely that was burning and with the wind fanning it there's no way they had a time to plan or take oh, stuff no, out right no there's no i mean they're no lucky way. if they like grabbed clothes on the way but out the fact that the dog got saved is great yeah right? uh no i mean it's really sad and very dramatic so no, hopefully mean, we should almost like have a little fire drill with all the dogs <laughs> Oh my God! Can you? I mean, it would just be like th- chucking them out the front door. Just like, don't come back in here. Put them on the porch, and then Guac would be like, "I get ball. Where's my ball? Just I like, get, get my ball. Get out. Gotta get my ball." <laughs> and then Ben could be like, "What? What are we doing? What are we doing, guys? Guys, guys getting guys. outside. Guys, everybody, get outside." Uh, yeah. It so. would be a disaster, and the elevator probably wouldn't work. I mean, oh, we couldn't just, take the elevator. I don't know. You gotta just throw everybody down the stairs. I think gently move them down the stairs. I mean, if they're going too slow. You can take a tumble down the stairs and we'll fix that yeah. as long as you get out of the house. That's yeah, that's true. Fire. Jerks. Oh, it was, it was, it was dramatic. Yeah. And it was amazingly un. The thing is like house, house fires are very rarely like that, right? It'll be like, there's a fire in the kitchen. The wall of the kitchen catches on fire. There's like smoke coming out of the eaves or you'll see fire in one place, but it's rare that you see the entire house engulfed 
and I mean, without the fire department there, and the fire department is at the end of our main street. It's, it's a mile and a quarter, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, they were slow in responding. Yeah. And uh, it just must be like whatever, it, you know, we don't, nobody knows what caused it at this point, but essentially the whole place kind of went up at once. You saw the flames and it was, I mean, I was there in five, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it was burning for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but to have the, like houses don't normally burn that fast that, you know, like you, whatever, say you start a fire in the kitchen. It's not 10 minutes later, usually that like houses the roof down. is on fire and there's flames 20 feet in the air and yeah. everything is engulfed. So who, who knows what happened? Yeah. Who knows? And it was it was very windy, which helped. Very like, windy. You know, accelerate it. I yeah. Suppose. Once it once it gets onto the outside, like once the roof catches, the wind is going to accelerate it. But catching your roof on fire is hard. <laughs> like that's the, the to get the whole roof on fire and then it burns like through the drywall, through the timbers, out. You know, we all have metal roofs down here. Out the metal roof. Yeah. It it uh, well it's bad. Yeah. So hopefully everything is okay. There were there were cars there today. It seems like they got their cars out of the way. Like they looked fine. There were no cars burnt or anything underneath it. So, God, how depressing. Yeah. yeah. So that's our news from our key for the week. Yeah, it was traumatic. Don't think we'll make conch life, which is fine. I don't know. It might. Maybe. But, uh, I bet that'll be in conch life tomorrow. I mean, it should be. It was as dramatic as you know, guy caught speeding on route one which or a guy makes, who which caught makes like news. three undersized snapper i think if the three undersized snapper make it it's a good point that's yeah. a very good point i mean fish and wildlife was there like all you know the keys we've talked about this before that like all the law enforcement agencies respond to everything so fish and wildlife like, oh they, they were truck. yeah they were there um there's a there's a there's a guy who works for Fish and Wildlife. Oh, that's right. Who lives like two streets down from us. He's I haven't told you this before. He's seen me out on runs before. Like he'll he patrols around I mean, probably a lot of places, but he patrols around the island and I was out for a run at one point and he's you know, got the fish and wildlife SUV and he slows down as he's passing me and he just holds a gallon of water out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm good, I've got some with me and he like, gives me the thumbs up that's and drives away. That's good though. He's uh, that's very nice. That's that's, that's good good thinking, yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, so my guess is that it may have been him, yeah. right? Because yeah. they they were there before the fire department was there. Um, you know, not you know, who knows what they were doing, but Whatever uh, he could, yeah. I mean was, you know. But I'm sure I, I bet it'll be in Conk Life. Yeah, excellent. Um, Audible is our sponsor. Yes. I always forget this. I wrote it down. Oh, you write about always. That's because I got paid today. Months and months and months. <laughs> for the two people who signed up for our link, I got a PayPal. Yeah, you, got, you got books to recommend. You listen to that stuff. I don't. Yeah, audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. We get money. If you sign up, you get a free book. If you already signed up, you can't do it again. But that's okay. Just uh, put, make another account. Different, with different, different email. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Just saying. Uh, oh, I, now I will recommend a book. See? Uh, yes. I'm a freaking genius. You, you are. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I tweeted about this, actually. So Taylor Burney is our friend. Um, I met her when I was working at WMU, the NPR station in D.C. She's cool. Uh, she's great. She worked on the show that I was a frequent guest and then a guest host for. And she's now at Daddy NPR uh, she works at NPR headquarters. Are you sure that's what they call it? That's what I call it. I think I they call say, it the mothership. Maybe, yeah, that may be more safe. She works at the NPR mothership. Um, but she puts out a newsletter called Get Lit. 
which is a great name. She it's, may have changed the name, but Get Lit was better. That's right. It probably does have a, a new name now. It's really good, though. Uh, so it's just about kind of new books that are coming out, and it's sort of DC-focused. Let's see what it's called now. Um, you know, like here, you know, now it's COVID times. Oh, Bibli- it's called DC Bibliophile now, but it used to be called Get Lit. Get Lit was better. Which is good. Um, but people probably didn't know what it was. So anyway, so it's like, here's new books that are coming out. Here's stuff that she's reading. She's got, um, maybe has two kids now. Yeah, she, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she didn't before, but now she has like a, you know, good kids book that have come out. And then she posts about, you know, book signings and events and, you know, book fairs and all that stuff in DC. But she puts just a lot of book recommendations in there that are not DC specific. So she was like, you know, I always wanted to like Ruth Ware's books, but I couldn't really. And then I discovered these other books, and that's what actually I wanted Ruth Ware's books to be like. I actually like Ruth Ware's books. They're kind of like mystery, hmm. not cozy mysteries, but not like super violent, but like interesting mystery books. Um, and so anyway, I was like, okay, well, if she's like, this is kind of like that, but better. I was like, great. So she recommended Lucy Foley's book, The Guest List. Uh it's just amazing. Like there, there were times I was listening to the audiobook of this and a thing happened, like a thing was revealed and I would go, oh, like I literally walking by myself gasped at the book. That's cool. Because I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. And usually I anticipate like every fucking twist. Yes, you roll comes. your eyes. Yes. Uh, I, I see them all coming from a mile away and there were two or three in here, big ones that I was like, how how did I not see that one coming? It's so good. Um, the so Guest List. Lucy Foley's book, The Guest List, the, the basic plot of it is uh, this couple getting married on kind of a an island in Ireland. They're British, but it's like a off the coast of Ireland. Island, a little island that has like an old castle on it for a this, wedding venue. This is like Agatha Christie style mystery. And it opens where... It, it sort of goes back and forth with the couple days leading up to the wedding, like everybody arriving on the island, with the evening of the wedding where a body is found. And then over the course of the book, you find out whose body it is. That's classic. And then trying to figure out who killed him. Uh, and Is there a detective with a big giant mustache? There's no detective. No, uh, the cops don't show up. Um, but you kind of get the motives of like, who's, you know, who are all the people who are, like basically there's a lot of people with resentments against the groom that's not spoiling anything and so it's a question like did the groom kill one of those people who is going to reveal some terrible secret about him did somebody kill the groom did somebody kill themselves uh there's a there's just a lot of like intrigue and drama it's great that's cool so good so i i tweeted about it and i was like everyone needs to subscribe to taylor's newsletter because you recommended this book and it was wonderful um the narration is really excellent it's uh I normally don't like books like this where they have like five different people reading it. I want one person reading me an audiobook because I find it very distracting. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of characters in this and each chapter oh. is told from a different... So it's, it's like, like a play. Oh, okay. It's not like a play. So it's like here, chapter six, The Bride. And then the whole chapter is written first person from the bride's perspective. And that's and then, one reader. And it's one. So the bride's chapters are always read by the same person. And the groom has it and the wedding planner has mm-hmm. one. And there's like a best friend and then a different best friend. Um, and so there, there's kind of five distinct voices 
and they each talk first person in their own chapter. And so they have a different person reading for each of them. And, you know, when, when I was, when I started it and it's like read by this person, this person, this, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, cause I hate it when it's like a play, right. Where it's like, there's different people doing the different voices, yeah. but this isn't like that. It's just like, because the chapters are all in first person from different people, you have a different voice for each person in their chapter. So like if it's the bride's chapter, there's a person who reads the, the bride's chapter. And so if the groom talks to her, the guy still who does the, the bride. Group, yeah, it's still the it's the same reader, yeah. with it, so, which is good. So, uh, highly recommend the guest list by Lucy Foley. Um, yeah, so there you go. AudibleTrial.com slash the Golden Ratio. Give us some money for the Waffle Fund. Get yourself this book for free. We gotta make some waffles if we're gonna get money in the Waffle Fund. Yeah, well, we're a little waffle thin. We have been light on the waffles lately. I mean, it's, it's, food is on keto, so we have to do the special non-waffle waffles for him which are a little more challenging process i should make a batch and then just have him frozen and then we can like thaw him a waffle when we oh yeah make it for everybody else i mean he likes the turkey he's he, he's, he's really happy with the turkey fine. Slice. <laughs> um all right well there you go that's the podcast for the week yeah um yeah until next week don't put anyone unless they ask you to wear a mask bye bye